0: Good evening, I'm Carol Mitchell and welcome to the Black Robe Podcast. We are excited tonight to have two guests in the house from the Black Future Co-op Fund. First of all, all, our own Senator Tawana Nobles is here, but in her role as architect of the Black Future Co-op Fund. Thank you, Senator, for being with us tonight. Along with Candace Jackson, who works for Pyramid Communications, but also is a partner with the Black Future Co-op Fund and helping to design from the ground up a revolutionary effort to not only hear what Black people need, but also respond to that need. So we're going to talk a little bit, uh, Senator Nobles, about the history of the Black Future Co-op Fund. How did it get started and what was the intent behind it?
1: Thank you. Um, Thanks for having me on the show. Thanks for giving us an opportunity to um, talk about the Black Future Co-op Fund. So we are just over a year old this summer. We turned one year old last summer during 2020, during the racial uprising. um, Four of us architects and co-founders of the Black Future Co-op Fund. And so that's myself, Michelle Merriweather, Andrea Capane, and Angela Jones. Um, we thought about all of the action that was taking place across the nation to protest what we saw happen to George Floyd, but what has happened to Black folks in our community um, for far too long. And um, we need we we wanted to make sure that we too were demanding an end to that type of violence and abuse on Black and Brown bodies. And we opted to storm the steps of philanthropy and raise I love money. For, it for the Black community um, so that we could directly invest in the needs, address the gaps that we are familiar with in the Black community. But we also knew that in addition to setting a goal to raise $25 million and being over halfway there um, at this point, we wanted to um, take our time to do some research and hear directly from community about their needs. I mean, what we want is a liberated future for Black Washingtonians. We we know that Black Washingtonians are essential to shaping our state's collective future. And there's an active role that we get to play. We wanna make sure that with opportunities like grant funding and building networks and supporting nonprofit organizations and for-profit organizations, that we are connecting Black communities across the state. a black future co-op fund is just one effort to do so and we want to foster black health wealth and well-being um and we have been busy i mean we're one year old but we have already granted one million dollars to 40 black led organizations across washington state we have been partnering with Um, groups like the Seahawks and OL Reign. In fact, folks have probably seen on social media, we've been trying to win $25,000 in partnership with OL Reign and Nationwide Insurance. Um, We are featured on the jersey, on the kit of OL Reign, which really has elevated um, Black Future Co-op Fund's platform and audience. and, And we're so grateful for those types of partnerships Um, across the state because they have introduced us to their friends and their fans. And um, it's been great just to tell more people about our primary areas of impact. I mean, we want to connect Black communities for collective power. We want to promote a truthful Black narrative. We are such a beautiful and powerful um, people. We have ancestors that are tremendously proud of us and whose legacies we want to carry forth. And so we want to make sure that we're continuing to center those Black voices and experiences as we do work um, in this state. We want to invest in Black generational prosperity, and we want to simply shift the paradigm of philanthropy. We are the first and only by and for Black philanthropic organization um, in Washington state. And so... You know, I I love it. feel so joyful knowing that we get to celebrate Black genius, Black art, Black culture, and Black joy every single day.
0: I love that. That's right. More than two snaps in Z-Formation. Remember back in the day, <laughs> used to say two snaps in Z-Formation. I know Candace is snapping because you have your work cut out for you, at part of gathering the input and the narrative that Senator Nobles referred to is through um, the just recently launched Black Wellbeing Survey. And you are a primary architect of that effort. Tell us a little bit about the history of the survey and how it is going to be used.
2: Yeah, so this builds on existing work as all of our work does in Black spaces, but this builds on existing work that Um, happened back in 2015. So this is a report that uh, if you look on Bird Bar Places website, there were uh, some of the same partners that are around the table contributing to this report, um, contributing to a 2015 report. And that report was intended to um, galvanize us and move us into a space where we're organizing a little bit better together where we have the data to push policymakers and push our systems to do the things we know they need to be doing. Um, and when we look back, you know, that report did so much for our community around the, the goals that it had, and now the data is outdated. So um, <laughs> Black Future Co-op Fund architects came to Pyramid and said, hey, we want to redo this report. Can we pull the crew back together? Can we do a report for us, by us? Um, and myself, coming from a public health background, I was thrilled. I'm like, this is the moment, this is the time. We need to do this, um, and and we need to do it with our community. So as we as we started to set this process up. Um, we started to think about well, how do we hear from our community? How do we understand what really is meaningful to our community in this space of well-being? What is well-being to our community? Um, how does that align with those five areas of the of, of the first report, um, which were around criminal uh, criminal justice, uh, which is now criminal legal system in the new report? We've learned some things.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, we are also looking at uh, economic security, economic mobility. We're also looking at health and healthcare. Um, We're looking at civic engagement and we're looking at, um, what is our fifth one? We're looking at, which ones did I say? I said civic engagement, health, uh,
0: the legal system, system, economic security, education. 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 How
2: How can we forget that one? How am I forgetting education. I know I said them. So we have those five. um, And we looked across those five. And we wanted to talk to folks who are both in community and also who have some intimate knowledge of those systems uh, to help inform our conversation and where we go with that. So uh, we started off really thinking through what the engagement process was going to be so that we could bring community with us in this effort. Mm.
0: Well, I'm glad you did that. I took the survey. And first of all, for those most people who say, I don't want to take another survey, it's only 10 minutes and you are giving an incentive. Uh, There's a chance to to enter to win a $100 gift card. I like the fact that you said to buy at a Black business of your choice. Hello. Thank you very much. Um, but what I also enjoyed is the fact that you gave space for us to, to give you qualitative answers, not just yes or no, or rate this on a Likert scale of zero to five, right? You mm-hmm. you allowed <laughs> us to define what well-being looks like, what accountability looks like, what leadership looks like. And so one of the questions I had for Senator Nobles and for you, uh, Candace, is, how are you going to aggregate all of that very customized, individualized answer answering that we did? Because you know, if a thousand people take the survey, you might get eight hundred different answers to what is accountability. How does it work on the back end? How are you going to draw themes from it?
1: Well, I'll let Candace answer that question, but I will before she does that. I will um, specify um, again, our objectives. I mean, we this information is so important because we wanna make sure that we are supporting um, organizations across Washington state and that it's a collective effort. I mean, this is a, a co-op, a cooperative. And so we need everyone and all of their knowledge and information to do so. This information will help us to have a better idea of how the direct resources, how we should invest in Black prosperity and health and well-being. And it also will give us an opportunity to inform policy change so we can fix these structural injustices and um, take a stab at advancing equitable opportunities. And Candace can kind of break down a little bit more of how yeah. <laughs> we plan to get there. <laughs> How will you do
0: it? So, first of all, the survey is running through November 24th and people can take it online. It's on the it's on the Facebook page of Black Future Co-op. Obviously, it's on your website. Um, I saw it on Twitter. We tweeted it out on the IBJ's Facebook page as well and our Twitter. So go somewhere and find that link and take it. Now, once we all take it how are you gonna calibrate it, what it all means? Yes, so we have an amazing team of people
2: working with us. Like Senator Noble said, we don't do any of this work alone. Uh, We actually are working with a research firm, um, Cardia, who does research Mm -hmm. and evaluation and some amazing folks on their team, both have, you know, qualitative research skills in addition to some very fancy software that will be used to validate things. Algorithms. Uh, So all sorts of fun algorithms that pull out black magic, (laughs) <laughs> uh, it's going to it. be amazing. So we are both, we're both using, um, our eyes, our ears, right? We're, we're very intentional about making sure that, um, the qualitative analysis is done by black folks. This is a report done. Mm. by am for black folks, right? So, um, making sure that that, that hand is in it. Um, but also making sure that we do our due diligence to pull forward the themes that we see, um, through some, some actual software and folks who have the the
0: technical background in qualitative analysis and Um, when will the community get to know you know how you take a survey and then you never really see what exactly came of it i know you're going to have an event after the first of the year so tell people when and how they can hear about the results yeah so important for us to walk with community in this process Um, so the
2: event is will be an, an unveiling uh, in early 2022 of both the results, but also uh, a deepening of the conversations that we've begun to have. So we have just from the first series of focus group discussions in those five areas that we listed um, have come up with several cross-cutting themes that if you take the survey, you'll see the mm-hmm. themes in the report, um, but they are things like Senator Nobles, you mentioned you know, truthful narrative, that was a strong theme Um, in our early focus groups. And so things like truthful narrative, um, community building, uh, healing and wellness, accountability, those are themes that have come out that we want to deepen the discussion around, you know, the qualitative pieces are great. um, And there's some stuff you just aren't going to get until we actually get in a room together and deepen that discussion. Mm -hmm. So we want Mm -hmm. to you know, this isn't just about us reporting out like what happened in the survey. It's also about us working in community space to validate and to uh, uh, ground truth some of what we're seeing. So as we interpret, we wanna bring that back to community. We wanna say, is this right? Is this what we heard from you? Um, And what would you add to that
0: conversation? And I love the fact that you are offering the survey in a lot of languages that Black African descent people speak, I, I, when I saw uh, Haitian Creole on there as an option, I said, "Well, wow! The only thing missing is my Gullah Geechee that I speak sometimes when I'm mad." Right. <laughs> so next year, maybe you can add Gullah. I got you. I got you. But I think I think even doing that shows a level of understanding that the black community is not a monolith and it certainly is not solely English speaking in Washington state. There are a lot of people who have immigrated here from other places for whom English is not their first language. So I appreciate that and make your life a little more complicated on the back end, but that's where the software will help you out. That's so right. can we tell people where is the best place for them to go to quickly find the survey. We'll we'll make sure we put a link um, when we post this podcast and uh, wherever it shows up. we'll make sure we put a link out there also, but what's the best and easiest way for people to find
1: the survey and take it? Yeah, thank you. The best place to go is blackfuturewa.org. And you can find the survey, take the survey, there's a toolkit so that you can promote it on social media that you've taken a survey or use a toolkit to share with your networks. And please personally invite friends and colleagues to take the survey just as you will.
0: And we'll I say, have
1: to, oh, go ahead, Candice. Yes. We, are,
2: we are at about 25% of our goal. Um, we are considering extending the survey. Uh, But we are at 25% of our goal. We are hopeful that over 800 Black Washingtonians respond to the survey in all different languages um, because that, that is important to us to hear the diversity of folks across the state.
0: Yeah, that would be, well, let us know if it does extend because we'll make sure that this opportunity that we've had to dialogue extends right along with it and is available to people to see and hear it. I do um, wanna go back real quickly in these last few minutes we have to the Black Future Co-op Fund and report that the Institute for Black Justice was one of your We See You grantees. Thank you very much. I still remember the day Senator Nobles when I got that phone call from you and I didn't have a clue why in the world you were trying to reach me and you were calling every phone number I have. And I've got like, four of them, (laughs) I said, she's calling me on the bat phone. This must be important. Can you just take a moment and talk a little bit about the grant recipients? I know you've done two rounds, but the way that you did it was so beautiful and so surprising and so encouraging and uplifting for those of us who were startup nonprofits. Just out there on the ground, right at the grassroots level, scratching out a niche for ourselves, and along comes the We See You grant. So, talk a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, well, we definitely see each of you, and of course, we wanted to grant one million dollars um, and give everyone the same amount, and so that was twenty-five thousand for forty organizations. Um, But in essence, we already knew just from our own personal experience as executive directors and CEOs, as Black women who are the architects of this fund, we had a pretty good idea of who was leading powerful work um in our communities who's already igniting black generational wealth and health and well-being um organizations who are already fighting to break down systemic barriers and support black washingtonians um to be liberated to be prosperous and self-determined and because we we could already see folks doing the work we wanted to create a low barrier opportunity to invest so no application this was simply in recognition of you're already doing the work. We don't wanna add anything else to your plate. No one needs to ask us for anything. We in fact, want to thank you for doing the work that you're doing, the critical work of your organization. And absolutely the Institute for um, Black Justice is you know, one of those organizations that is doing the work. Um, and I remember when you were first launching um, your work in this organization and gosh, you surely have made an impact in a short period of time. But we we just, we looked across the state based on our relationships and thankfully between the four of us, we have lots of different relationships and knowledge of organizations. We created a major list, made sure everyone had a fiscal sponsor or was a 501c3, or we could connect them with the fiscal sponsor. Um, but if, if the organization was providing culturally supportive education or um, youth mentoring, or powering economic mobility through workforce development, or like you do a lot, provide a lot of education and supporting women and moms and being advocates. You know, advancing civil rights and social justice. We simply wanted to say we see you and we want to provide you unrestricted funds that you can use as yeah. you to carry out your mission
0: nonprofits love those words unrestricted funds well, and you, the, the you, fact you. that it was low barrier i mean at some point you you know we you obviously have to have some sort of a process because more and more people will want to be considered but it was very nice just having the seattle foundations check <laughs> show up in the mail i appreciate that so much all right so we have to close but Candace why don't you take the last minute here and just uh, invite people to take the survey tell them one more time where to go and close it out for us thank you yes so please do the
2: survey is so important to our planning and our organizing and the ways that we push on our on our systems I think we as a community are in a space of doing so much work together right now and We have an opportunity with this report to be able to do that with more synergy, with deeper synergy, and with better connections to one another through the process. So I invite you to take the survey. Please share your perspectives. Um, Know that it's translated in multiple languages. You've got another about two weeks to take the survey. Um, Definitely get entered into the gift card situation because there's a ton of amazing Black businesses out there that I know I would love to spend $100 at. So definitely take the survey. You can find it on the BlackFutureWA.org website. That's BlackFutureWA.org. And we look forward to seeing you at our event also in February, which more information will be coming out about that. Maybe you'll come back and do another
0: podcast.
2: I would love to.
0: Okay. Well, thank you. I know Senator Nobles in February will be knee deep in legislative action because you know what? We always have plenty of foolishness for the legislature to fix. (laughs) So thank you so very much for being here tonight. I appreciate you very much. And thank you, everybody, for listening to and watching the Black Robe podcast. We are relentlessly pursuing equity and justice for all, true justice, no exceptions, with Black African descent people as our first priority. Thanks for watching and listening, goodbye.